This is a special edition, a brief episode of Human Affairs called Vaccinated Against Cruelty. It was born out of a burning perception I had that the world is becoming more and more immune to human tragedy uh, as a way of uh, adapting to the reality in a way that uh, we can continue our our own with our lives. Um, and I don't know, I just, you know, I felt that I had too much these days. Uh, I, I sometimes think, you know, I'd have this kind of like special connection to human suffering. Uh, the good side of this is that it translates immediately into doing something, promoting action, you know, making my voice heard and trying to uh, to get others to to do something about it uh, too. And, and why did I have too much? It's like, you know, things kept going and... You know, it's like 10 million people in Ukraine are going to freeze. And I don't read this only in the news. You know, I have uh, my family inside Ukraine, friends, people who, who are experiencing this and trying to find ways to, to adapt at the first days of the winter. And we're talking about a quarter of the country, 25%. Think in terms of what means for your country that might freeze and freeze under temperatures that they might die. Uh, and, and and then you know I was reading in the Economist uh, this week and there was this dire analysis and article about the the impact of uh, of of war and conflict in the in 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 the chain of uh, of uh, food distribution and production and 500 million people today are starving because they live in areas where somebody deliberately is causing conflict war and using force to stop food production, food distribution. 500 million people are starving because of that. This made me think that, you know, the, the, there is a difference in the word purpose and pur purposefully. And, you know, purpose is what leads me and many of the people listen to this podcast and millions and zillions of people around the world who lived out of purpose of do good. But here we are talking about leaders and people who, that purposefully are destroying the lives of millions. And that, is, is that's purpose? You know, better we find another war. But that deliberately, consciously, that's what they are doing. And if that isn't genocide, drop by drop, I don't know what that, uh, what that is. And, you know... Um, I was thinking, you know, we all became experts in, in, in understanding and analyzing pandemics through the COVID-19 pandemic that we all globally suffered together uh, uh, for a couple of years and still, you know, coming back here or there. But, you know, we really became uh, experts on that. And I was thinking about the analogy of how a pandemic became endemic. And, you know, it's like at the beginning, you know, there were no vaccines. We were all exposed to the virus and very careful and very sensitive to the, to, to the impact that the, the virus, the COVID-19 virus could have in our lives. Then we got vaccines and vaccines help us uh, 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 become immune to the, to the virus or at least to the, to the, uh, uh, to the disease or provoked by the virus. Um, and, but there is a bigger impact, which is that uh, when you look collectively, we succeeded to move a pandemic into something endemic, something that uh, we can live with and go on with our lives. And it's like the same happened with the war in Ukraine, if I take the war in Ukraine, which is the leading 
you know, situation in this moment out of, you know, what I spoke about 500 million people is much bigger than Ukraine. And there are, you know, all, all these people around the world who are suffering for the same disease called cruelty, the cruelty of people who want to destroy many people's lives at the same time, just for any reason they have. And it's like at the beginning, you know, when the war started, we were all hit emotionally. And it was our attention and we we're ready to, to look at this and deal with this. And then, you know, with the time, we had to go on with our lives. And this is no natural adaptability mechanism. But, you know, it's like it became endemic. It's like we became like a call that, you know, we hope that will go away quickly. And then we can go on with our life without paying too much attention uh, to what's um, to what's happening uh, out there, but for hundreds of people, they can't resume their normal life because somebody is making their daily goal destroying their lives as part of their strategic mission in the world. Um, and, and this brought me back to you know an issue that uh, carries on in, as part of my identity, identity of millions around the world, which is. You know the the, the 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 trauma of the Holocaust and 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 how that was possible to happen. A question I keep asking myself all the time. And you know, then I look at at what happened before the Holocaust. You know, 1933. There were anti-Jewish laws that were uh, started to be implemented by the uh, uh, Hitler's uh, regime, the dictatorship that Hitler established at, uh, at that time. And then, then at that time, uh, it, it moved into six years later, into the beginning of the war where uh, 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 violence and destruction started to be part of the, of the Nazi activity. Um, but it, it, I, I thought today that, you know, actually the final solution started to be massively executed in between 1941 and 1942. Um, and, and I was thinking, why did they wait like these three years to do that? And I know I was thinking there is something about the systematic plan that we're thinking at the beginning, the world will look and the world will be worried and the world will be concerned. But, you know, then it will become like indifferent, endemic. Endemic, not pandemic. And then, you know, it will be easier to do something that, they you know, the world will care, they will look once in a while, they will be seen with something else, and then they will let it happen, which is the story that, that we uh, uh, already know. I'm concerned about how immune we all are, because, you know, in a couple of days, we will start one of the biggest world global parties that the world experiences every four years, which I'm not saying we should not. The World Cup is a big global party where we bridges, you know, we build bridges to peace through sport. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, nobody uh, is against. But, um, you know, maybe this year the World Cup shouldn't be such a party because while we are doing this, you know, there's, there are millions of people who will be dying because somebody wants them to uh, slow death uh, of, uh, uh, of, of destruction, of the conditions to have a normal life. And I just want to make sure that while we do all this, that we keep, we keep our eyes, our voice, our actions open to do something, uh, to do something uh, about it. Because indifference makes us 
uh, immune to cruelty. Uh, but, you know, particularly we have to make sure that we do something to call it by its name and say there are cruel people today in the world that are making their goal to destroy the lives of millions and hundreds of millions of lives. And, you know, when I was uh, a kid, an early teenager in, in Argentina, there was a slogan all over the city of Buenos Aires that for me, it was, it was big posters all around the city. They were, uh, uh, and it was written there, El silencio es salud. Silence is health. That was at the time of the military dictatorship, the worst time in Argentinian history, where they ended up disappearing and killing 30,000 people just because of their political ideas uh, with terrible cruelty, torture, and things that you know go beyond the understanding of any uh, uh, well-thought uh, uh, and purpose-value person in the world. And, and it was a dictatorship that wanted us to be silent, which means to be indifferent and to be close our eyes to what was happening. And at the age of 15, fighting the last years of the dictatorship, I decided when I could have a voice already, I was not a kid anymore, that I would have a voice and that I would, wouldn't be silent and wouldn't be indifferent because indifference is not health. Indifference is destruction. Indifference is letting people lose their lives. I'm not going to live with that. My name is Jorge Diner. This is a special edition, brief episode of Human Affairs, vaccinated against cruelty. And I hope we not continue to be immune to what's happening around us in this world. Thank you. Talk to you soon with a more upbeat note. Bye bye.